Hey, I'm Natasha Crane. And I'm Elisa Childers. Welcome to Unshaken Faith, where we equip you to live your Christian faith boldly in a chaotic culture. Today, we're talking about American Girl and their new book, Body Image, How to Love Yourself, Live Life to the Fullest, and Celebrate All Kinds of Bodies. Now, this is a part of their Smart Girls Guide book series. And as we'll see, the book is aggressively serving up transgender ideology, critical theory, LGBTQ, all to little girls, and even letting them know how to go behind their parents' back to find puberty blockers and other interventions if their parents aren't supportive of their transition. So what's up with the agenda to push our kids into transgenderism? That's the question we're asking today. But first, we're going to give you a couple of announcements and a weekly segment we're going to do called the Unshaken Tip of the Week. So so weekly, we are going to be analyzing and critiquing and responding to some ideas and culture and giving a biblical worldview response, but our unshaken tip of the week is something that's just a positive, helpful teaching moment, just things that we've discovered throughout our week that are helpful to live in unshaken faith. So we'll do that in a moment, but first a couple of announcements. Yeah. So Elise and I are so excited because our first unshaken conference of 2023 is coming up in just two weeks. And Elise and I are going to be joined by Frank Turek on January 28th in Dayton, Ohio for our first four events this year. So if you're in the Dayton area, We would love to see you there. And I do use that term loosely when I say Dayton area because we've heard from people who are driving several hours to get there, people who are flying in. So if you can feasibly get to the Dayton area, maybe you don't even live there, we would love to have you join us. It is going to be what we hope very edifying today. Our goal is to embolden and encourage you to speak truth without fear, to love the way that God loves, and to stand firm no matter the cost. So the tickets for that. Uh, that date for Dayton are available right now at unshakenconference.com. And in case you missed it, we also did just announce on social media recently two more dates and locations. So here they are. May 6th, we're going to be in Orange County, California. And November 4th, we will be in Nashville. We'll have a lot more information on those dates coming in some weeks ahead of us, but those tickets are not yet on sale. We will have a lot more information for you coming ahead, though, so stay tuned for that. Well, my unshaken tip of the week is that when you're in conversation with someone about transgender-related issues, identify the common ground first, that you too care deeply for the difficulties that a person faces when dealing with gender dysphoria or related gender identity issues. Where you disagree is on what will ultimately be helpful or harmful to them in resolving that dysphoria. And of course, not everyone is going to respond reasonably when you care to make that distinction, but doing so can go a really long way in some conversations toward helping others realize that your views are out of concern for individuals and not out of a desire to somehow control how other people live, which is oftentimes how non-believers characterize this or just see Christians more generally. So 
that's my tip for the week. Elisa, what do you have? Well, I just got off of sabbatical. And so over sabbatical, I discovered Jordan Peterson. I've always heard everybody talk about, and I've, you know, I've seen some clips of him, but I was just watching some interviews and I even started reading his book. And I thought that he said something very interesting on the Piers Morgan show. And Piers was asking him basically what he thinks the point of having all these dialogues and, and putting his ideas into the world. And he basically said something like, truth is the great adventure. Just tell the truth. And that really struck me. And I started to think about even as Christians, and we're standing unshaken in this chaotic culture that cancels people right and left. And I can't remember who said this, but somebody said, you can only be canceled if you consent to it. Speak what's true, because as Christians, we're supposed to not worry so much about our finances or where we're going to live or, you know, all of those things. We lay down and pick up our cross to follow Jesus, and we trust that, you know, he's working together all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So just speak the truth. If we speak the truth always— then we will always be on the right side of everything. We'll be on the right side of history. And sometimes we're going to say something dumb. We're going to blow it. And that's the beauty, I think, of the how the gospel is the opposite of cancel culture. The gospel, there's always repentance. There's always a mechanism for atonement, for forgiveness, for repentance. And so as Christians, let's just step out of that cancel culture idea and just speak what's true. That's my tip for the week. Yeah, that's so good. So important. It's not easy to do. So we're not sitting here suggesting that it is, but we know as Christians that it's the right thing to do. And so we hope that through this podcast, through the conferences, we'll be encouraging you to do exactly that. Okay, so let's talk about this American Girl controversy. For anyone who hasn't heard, in the past, American Girl has released several what they call Smart Girls Guidebooks, where they talk about things like money and crushes, anxiety, and basically just all kinds of things that affect young girls. So this one that we're talking about today is called Body Image. And this book is all about how bodies have different shapes and sizes. It addresses uh, good things like unreasonable beauty standards, myths, talks about dieting and exercises, and basically just everything related to the body and body image. But on page 36, they introduce a topic called gender joy. And in this section, they encourage little girls to experiment with their gender expression by trying dresses and feminine hairstyles, also by trying baggy shorts and a buzzed haircut. So that's just the beginning of pages of concerning content, which gets much worse. But I'd say the overall message that's screaming off these pages is the authority on you is you. And that's, that's what we want to kind of keep coming back here to is how, how do we see this message being packaged for girls in this particular publication? Obviously, as Christians who seek to have a biblical worldview, we want to constantly come back to God as the authority. He's the authority on all things, the nature of reality, what's good and bad and right and wrong, true and false. So the authority on you is not you, according to the Bible, but is God. And furthermore, even though we want to hammer that point home through this episode, we want to really show how it's not just a wrong idea. It's not just a worldview issue, even though it is that, and we have to understand that, but this is a worldview issue that has dire consequences. It's literally ruining people's lives when they hold the wrong beliefs. So we're going to get into that here. Elisa, you ordered the book. You read through the whole thing. Can you kind of give a big picture overview of what you took away from this? What, how would you describe at the big picture level for those who don't have the book in front of them? What's going on here? 
Well, like you said, there are some good things about it, right? They talk about the unreasonable beauty standards, going through a bit of a history about that. They encourage young girls not to do extreme dieting or, you know, exercise that's beyond what would be reasonable just to be skinny or something like that. So there's definitely, I'm not saying the whole thing is just trash and it's terrible. But as you mentioned, even though they might diagnose a, cur- a right problem here and there, it's the solution they give that's the problem. So the solution is you. It's just search your own heart, uh, live your truth. And so they start on page 14. And this this is where I, this really got under my skin. And I actually left a review of this book on the American Girl website. And uh, I, this is what I pointed out is how contradictory this book is, which shows me that it's really pushed by this radical agenda because it doesn't make sense within itself. So on page 14, it says, loving your body right now means respecting and accepting it accepting it, no matter how much it weighs, what it looks like, what shape it is, how it moves, how different it looks from other bodies, what special care medicine or adaptive equipment it needs. And then it has this other one, it says, or how it changes in the future. I thought that was a little interesting thing they kind of put in there to give them an out for what they're about to do later, which is when we get to the gender joy joy section, basically encouraging young girls to, uh, you know, to experiment. And hey, if you like wearing the baggy jeans, then you, you know, you might have a gender identity, uh, which is how you feel on the outside, that contradicts what the doctor assigned at birth. They talk about cisgender, assigned sex, non-binary, pronouns. They're going through all of this. And then they say, if you don't have an adult you trust, there are organizations across the country that can help you. Turn to resources on page 95 for more information. So basically encouraging girls like, hey, if you don't have somebody that you trust, if your mom and dad are not on board with this, then you can go behind their back and there's these resources you can get. And I think this is really important to talk about because uh, you and I have both both read Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage. I, I always was against transgender ideology, of course, but this is the book that really woke me up to the social contagion that it is and specifically how that's affecting our girls. And so uh, I think, you know, that's a big message throughout the book. And we're going to talk about a few other points, but before we went on the air, Natasha, you were talking about that as far as the the trusted adult, right? That's so manipulative, like smart girls. This is the smart girls guide. Smart girls will find somebody that will basically give them what they, what they think they need. Yeah, I mean, this goes right back to the authority on all of this as yourself and whatever you believe to be trustworthy. There's nothing here about who you should trust or why you should trust them. Is there any kind of criteria that you should go off of? It just says, talk with a trusted adult and trained counselor. And it's as if you don't have an adult you trust. Like you said, there are these organizations that can help you. But if you have no guide to that, the only person that you're going to trust is the one who agrees with you. Mm. And the problem problem with that is that in the cases of these girls who are getting caught up in the social contagion, like you're talking about, I've read a lot of detransitioning stories and, and seen people talk about this. And there's this common thread amongst all of them that they found this community online mm-hmm. of people who were really supporting them and coming alongside them as family that they began to trust. And there was this big trust factor there. They didn't trust the people around them in their own lives. They are usually isolated, lonely, don't have the closest relationship with their family. So who do you think girls in this position who are so vulnerable Mm. are going to look to as people they personally trust? 
Yeah. It's not going to be necessarily the people that they should be looking to. And so they look to the people online who are telling them, oh yeah, this is, this is great. This is everything that you need to be your authentic self. You're going to feel so much better if you're struggling with depression or anxiety. This is going to be your solution. And so they believe these people. And then guess what? They go on to a quote unquote trusted professional. And these girls aren't going to realize that the medical profession can be just as ingratiated to these ideologies Mm -hmm. as anyone else. This is not an objective medical thing. And so it's, it's so concerning to see that this book would tell people to just go to these organizations that they can trust knowing that there are so many problems with those medical professionals. One other thing on that is that these, these girls who detransition, they all say that when you go to a doctor and you tell them, I feel like I am the other gender, hardly any questions get asked. Oh yeah. It's just, it is an immediate affirmation. That's the new standard of care medically that you affirm that if this is how the person feels, then we're going to help you to do this. Hardly in fact, any questions In, get in asked. many places, it's illegal for a doctor to right. do anything but affirm. That's, t- that's, that's unreal to me. Exactly. And this is, this is that connection that we talked about earlier between, okay, yes, it's a wrong worldview and thinking the authority on you is you and whoever you trust. This is the connection between that and disaster for lives, for real lives. Mm-hmm. Because then you were the authority on who to trust. You go to the medical professional. The medical professional says, okay, here are all these medications. Here are blockers. Here are hormones. Yep. Here are all these things for you. And there is irreversible Irreversible. Damage. And that's the thing is they'll tell you, oh, this is just pressing the pause button on puberty. That is absolutely false. I, I recommend everybody read uh, Abigail Schreier's book, also Ryan T. Anderson's book, When Harry Became Sally, is another great resource for this. But this leads us to kind of this subtle push to indoctrinate. So on page 74 of the book, they encourage girls to follow social media accounts of people with, and they, they say things like big bodies, disabled bodies, and transgender bodies. Like they're telling you, this is about the media makeover. So here's how you make over the social media accounts you follow, the media you follow on your phone. Uh, Make sure you follow some transgender accounts. And as we learned from Abigail Schreier's book, there are many uh, transgender uh, promoting accounts that even will secretly, uh, they they have uh, accounts where if your little girl wants to get a binder, which is a a garment that, that presses her breasts into her chest to make it look completely flat, which can damage breast tissue and for worn for a long times can cause all kinds of uh, problems. But if your mom says you can't have a binder, you can go on this social media account and they'll send it to you. And if you don't even want it sent to your house, they'll send it to your friend's house for free. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that happens on those social media accounts. And then we have American Girl saying, hey, go find these accounts, search them out. And this brings us to page 42, where they, uh, I, this actually kind of surprised me. They uh, directly address uh, something called intersectionality, where basically people are classified according to their level of oppression. And they list it out this way, your gender, your race, your age, non-disabled or disabled, gender expression, thin, wider, average body, short, taller, average height, language you speak at home, place you were born, cisgender or transgender. Now, the more boxes you check off, the more intersections you have. Well, what message is that going to send to young girls? Well, I'm if I'm just maybe have three of these things that are kind of in that, in that group, then maybe I'm not that interesting. Maybe there's something wrong with me and I need more intersections. But uh, it, it just kind of surprised me that they were this open to teach intersectionality and not even trying to, to hide it as something else. 
Yeah. And what it basically does, it, it's a very reductionist view, right? It's like your identity is your list of characteristics, whatever they are. It's literally, it shows this hand and it's kind of like jot down, like which thing are you from each of these categories? This isn't, you know, not that we would expect it to be in an American girl book, but it's not, you are an image bearer of God. You are created by God. It's not that you have inherent value because you were created. It is, you are your identity characteristics. And so this is, this brings you down to just these aspects of what describes you. Yeah. And that ultimately is a very destructive view because if you think that that's all you are and you just belong to these groups and that defines you, then you don't have a lot of places to go in terms of your value that you can change. And that's it's something else that I read is that a lot of these girls, they wanted to change their value in society, their social location. Mm -hmm. And one of the few things that you can change would be your gender in today's culture. Yeah. They can't change some of the other things. You can't make yourself right. disabled and you you can't theoretically become a different race or that's not culturally acceptable right now, but you can, according to culture, change your gender. And so when yeah. you boil everything down to these group statuses, like critical theory encourages people to do, then you become just the sum of your group identities. Yeah, that's right. And I think overall, the book just is so contradictory in that it begins telling these girls to accept their bodies just as they are and moving into, however, if you're, if you don't feel comfortable in your body, Here's a way to do radical interventions leading to surgeries that could mutilate for life, as we're hearing in the detransition story. So this really got my hackles up. This really got under my skin, this one. And uh, I want to leave us with a response that I found so profoundly encouraging. So I mentioned Jordan Peterson at the beginning. I'd like to play just a one-minute clip as we close out of his response to being criticized for his criticism of Ellen slash Elliot Page. So he basically came out against uh, the fact that this celebrity, she had had a double mastectomy and showed uh, pictures of herself online and got all these likes and all this attention from it. And I think that his response was very honest. It was very truthful. And again, he's not a Christian, so there's not really that gospel element coming into it. But I really do think that we'll be encouraged uh, by his response because I think we just need to get bold. So here's Jordan Peterson. People tell me, well, you were so mean to Ellen Page. And I think, well, you know, Ellen Page is a star and she advertised her transformation and made the claim that this has revolutionized her life. And then she displayed her new body in a public forum and got 1.7 million Instagram likes for it and probably enticed, well, let's say one young girl who's confused into becoming sterile, which is one too many for me, but it could be as many as what? A hundred, 500, a thousand? And I have my tendency to feel a hell of a lot more sorry for a set of confused, isolated and lonely pubescent girls who have no one to love them enough to help them appreciate who they are than I do for one overprivileged and unfortunately confused narcissistic Hollywood star. Man. So, you know, obviously as Christians, we bring the gospel into this, right? And we have nothing but love and concern also for Ellen Page, who we pray will come to know Jesus, surrender to him, and she would ac accept 
who God made her to be and come into relationship with her creator and know that that kind of love. And we wouldn't advocate calling people names, but the, the basic idea behind this, I think is powerful because we can't pull the punch of speaking out against this because we're worried we might hurt like one individual. We love the individuals too, but we have to stand up for our girls who are, as we're learning from all these detransition stories, being mutilated and having absolutely irreversible damage. And it's not just the girls, of course, but it's, it's really affecting girls like a social contagion. Absolutely. And we've mentioned that book a couple of times by Abigail Schreier. We'll have links to that in the show notes. Highly, highly recommend. Thanks, you guys, for listening today. If you enjoyed our first episode, we'd so much appreciate it. You would take the time to rate and review it wherever you're listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our individual podcasts as well, the Elisa Childers podcast and the Natasha Crane podcast for more long-form episodes where we go deeper into topics like these. For now, let's remember that as Christians, we have a firm foundation to stand on. That, as Psalm 62 puts it, is our rock and salvation, our fortress where we will never be shaken. Mm-hmm.